and welcome to the newest episode of the Computomics podcast. My name is Anna, I'm your host, and with me today is Tom Cook. Welcome, Tom. How are you doing? Doing well, Anna. Thank you. I think it's it's great that we have someone with us in you, Tom, that grew up as a farm boy that is a you know, close to farming by birth, but is also by trade and profession close to farming, namely a research manager at Bex Hybrid. What could, could you explain for, for those of us and our listeners and including myself who don't exactly know what that role entails? What do you do as a research manager at Bex? So Bex Hybrids is a family-owned seed company. We've just celebrated our 80th uh, anniversary a few years ago. So we're in the, the fifth generation is now returned. So it's a family-owned seed company specializing in corn research, also selling crops such as uh, soybeans, wheat, um, cover crops, other crops. Uh, but my role at Bex concentrates strictly on corn research, so the hybrid crop corn. And so my role as the research manager is anything that's related to the genetic research. I manage the breeding and genetic improvement efforts, our biotech trade integration, counter season efforts, molecular lab, um, all of, and then also our new technology developments within research. So anything related to genetic improvement on the research side of corn would be under my under my realm. That's quite a, a wide field that you need to cover. How, how do you do that in the in your day-to-day? -day? It's all about hiring the right experts. So I have a, an awesome team, a great team of solid scientists behind me. And um, in reality, I, I manage the genetic research. In reality, they manage the research. I just have to work with them. Yeah, that's that's the success is always is always teamwork and also, you know, I guess a, a good setup, if you will. I'd, I'd be interested in um, which plant breeding programs do you have? You mentioned the crops that, that you're in, but the, the breeding programs themselves. So, so Bex focuses 100% of our genetic improvement, our genetic research would be with corn. Um, and so we have uh, corn throughout the Midwest of the US. Um, I have research stations here in our, at our headquarters, Atlanta, Indiana, just north of Indianapolis. We also have breeding efforts um, housed out of uh, Eastern Iowa and then in Southern Minnesota. But uh, from, those three, from those three stations, we manage efforts throughout the entire, um, the entire Midwest, focusing strictly on corn research. We also test and sell uh, soybeans, test and sell wheat, um, getting into Milo out in the Western United States, but uh, our research efforts are, are focused heavily on corn. And what would you say are, are the challenges in that? Um, I mean, the, the geographic spread could be one, uh, just from, from what you just described, that's a huge area. The geographic spread is, um, we're lucky in the U.S. as compared to uh, uh, areas such as, such as Europe, where it's more of a gradient across the Corn Belt. There's not specific regions that need specific types of hybrids. Mm -hmm. So the hybrid improvement can easily uh, be improved as we uh, more of a gradient approach. And so a hybrid that's developed in Minnesota could actually even go down into um, southern Indiana, where I'm at here, um, very, with, with relative ease, um, just because of the gradient approach, the genetics. For us, our biggest challenge, um, Bex is a mid-sized company. Um, we're growing. We're the fast, one of the fastest growing seed companies in the U.S., but of course, we're not as large as some of our competitors. We don't have the, the quite the history that some of our larger competitors do. So for us, it's um, it seems like we're always playing the underdog, and that's where Computomics helps us uh, helps us out in our efforts, being the underdog to help fight against some of the, the larger companies. And so that's probably our biggest challenge is is having to deal do a lot with maybe a little more limited resources. 
I mean, we are in the Computomics podcast, so I have to go deeper on <laughs> after you give me that kind of segue. Um, can you can you go into a little more detail? How how do you work with technology and specifically Computomics technology, but maybe also other tools? So, so with the focusing on Computomics first, um, plant breeding is a numbers game. Uh, and they teach you that that's the first thing you learn in when you go to university and study plant breeding. It's a numbers game. Um, you're trying to find that one in a million product that can go commercial. And the more you test, the more chances you have, um, the more chances you have at the success. Uh, as a hockey fan, we always talk about more shots on goal. I mean, maybe in, in Germany, maybe you would talk more about shots on goal for soccer, but uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in hockey country here. So we're trying to get more shots on goal. We're trying to get more hybrids out and test. We're trying to choose the best of the best. Historically, when we're just testing in the field, I, I would have to plant the crop, use a combine to harvest the crop, and I could only harvest and only take data from what I can plant. Now, with some of the uh, artificial intelligence and uh, some of the precision analytic resources we have through a group such as Computomics, we're able to use the utilize the computer and do more testing in the computer, more in silico testing, to where our numbers are actually much higher and then only test the elite of the elite. And so instead of maybe testing 30,000 hybrids, I can actually analyze 30 million hybrids in the computer and then test the best 30,000 of those 30 million. And so it's uh, really this, uh, a lot of this precision analytics has become more of a democratizing uh, technology that allows companies such as Bex to compete with a lot of the very large companies um, because our numbers are, are very similar at that point when you're talking 30, 40 million hybrids in test, um, that that's much more than uh, than even the large companies were a few years ago. Yeah, that that's huge. I mean, if we, if we were to continue the hockey analogy, it I would try and maybe imagine it as it's almost like training camp. The those resources, you know, that, those that AI technology that you are using is is almost like a training camp, and you can pick out the, the elitist player, those that really you know increase your chances of of hitting more shots on goal when it comes to actually playing when you actually go into into the field to to test and and go that next step. Would that be accurate? That, that's a great analogy. When we often do talk about uh, our lineup when it goes commercial, is is sort of like a sports draft. You have all the talent in front of you and you're trying to choose that elite team to take to the farmer. And, and that's really what we're doing is using the computer, the computer technologies, um, a lot of the precision analytics to help choose the best team to go forward. And um, historically, it'd be just only what you could see in the field. Now we're actually able to take, uh, take into account genetic relationships among siblings. We're able to test hybrids that we never would have tested in the field before just due to limited resources. We're able to get see a lot more um, potential talent, if you will, that we normally wouldn't have been able to see. And we can actually uh, analyze and, and do a full survey of the entire talent to field the best team we have for the farmer. More scouts in the field. Absolutely, more scouts players. in the field. Nice. Okay. Can you give an example or, or of a current, if, if that's okay, I don't, I know it's all proprietary information, but um, is there maybe an example, a current project you're working on that, that you can share a little bit? Well, we are excited that we have the first, uh, our first uh, commercial hybrid that was generated through our, our precision analytic effort um, just hit the markets for the farmers last year. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited to say that after uh, seven years of effort, we've seen our first, uh, the first fruits actually hit the, uh, the farmer's fields. Um, here at Bex, we talk about helping farmers succeed, and, and that's our ultimate goal. And so, anything we can do to have a better a better product in the field, and um, we, through the precision analytics, we are focusing on yield uh, on the computer. But then that allowed the breeder to actually be able to focus on more of the agronomics, more of the health of the plant um, when it goes into the field. Mm -hmm. So we knew it had high yield before we ever tested the products, 
And then the breeder, he was able to sort through all of the products to find the healthiest, the one that actually had the best additional benefits besides just yield. And so with that focus, we were able to get a very high yielding product that also had some very nice defensive characteristics to not only uh, provide top yield for the farmer, but also a good defensive package that in a stress year in disease uh, areas that we actually still have some, some high yielding products. That's a huge so success. It's a huge success. It's allowed us to change our focus. Um, used to be that you really had to focus. Uh, I used to tell everyone that our top five things we selected for were yield, 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 and yield and yield. <laughs> um, because if it didn't yield, there's no product. Mm. If you can't, if you cannot yield in the farmer's field, there is no product. Now, before we ever test them, we know it's going to yield. And now we can actually help uh, look at those characteristics that help us protect that yield once it gets into the field. Do you, do you have a mechanism or I assume with that kind of relationship, there's also a feedback channel. So, so is there a way for the farmers to, to feedback you or how do you incorporate that if you do in, into your, your research? We, we always appreciate feedback. We get, uh, you know, of course, if there's a, a problem with the hybrid, that's uh, the negative feedback is very quick mm -hmm. to come. Um, you know, so, so if complaints are needed, then, then they come very quickly. Very lucky here at Bex that we have access, direct access to the farmers. My breeders see the farmers almost on a daily basis. Uh, here at our headquarters, we have tours of, of customers of farmers come in almost every day. Um, and our farmers, uh, our, our breeders uh, visit the fields in summer. They visit field days. Um, we're actually making a concerted effort to try and have more access of the breeders to our customers, to the farmers. Um, figure that the better that relationship, the more information that can flow both ways, both on our products, of course, from a sales perspective, it always helps to have the experts talking the products, mm -hmm. but even more importantly, to have the customer have a direct feedback to the scientist. Um, it's invaluable and not every, not every place can do that. Uh, and we're really pushing hard uh, to try and make sure that we can do that here at Bex to, to make sure we have that positive feedback loop that um, it's a two-way channel, two-way discussion. For sure. Um What would you say? I mean, we, we've already mentioned, uh, you know, you're using computomics technology. Uh, it's the XSEED score, I believe, mm -hmm. right? Um, right? What other, you know, maybe ways of innovation do you ha either have you employed or do you see benefit in, in uh, employing? Because you, you still, you said you're still the underdog, even though it gives you that edge, but you're still kind of in an underdog position. So you always have to hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, what other ways do you see um, or are you using? So you can only select, you can only improve what you can measure. Right. And, and so if I have, if I have a number, if I have a, a numerical data score, then I can actually analyze it until I have the numerical data score. I can't, I have nothing to analyze. And so we're just investing a lot of help, a lot of effort into technologies to try and improve our phenotyping via uh, drones is one common technology everyone's using to try and get better, um, better plant counts, better uh, plant agronomics, plant heights, disease scores, um, tolerance, uh, stress tolerance, mm -hmm. as well as some combine mounted sensors and some uh, planter mounted sensors to be able to pull in more data, not only on the corn plant, but also the environment it's, the corn is being planted into. The more information we have on the environment, the more information we have on the plant, the more that we can actually put that into an artificial intelligence model a machine learning model and be able to pull out um, what is a relevant data point and be able to focus on those measurements. So we're, in addition to the, the analysis part, we're also investing heavily on trying to improve our data collection and, and how we actually see the corn plants and see the environments in the field. And so that with you would then analyze that in-house with technology, analysis technology, in addition to the AI technology that kind of creates the data or that reads the data and spits out 
uh, numbers that you can analyze. Absolutely, we have a we have a whole data and development team that's uh, that's dedicated to helping improve our, da our data collection and our data analysis. Not only the analysis, but even the storage. Um, what we're finding is we get more and more data as you start having all these drone images uh, of individual corn plants. It's a large data set. It's a very large data package. So we have to work on improving our data storage. And then once it's stored, how do you access the data? And then how do you analyze the data? And so it's a multi-tiered approach. And um, it's not just the corn breeder anymore. It's the data scientist. It's um, and everybody in between that has to be involved at various levels to be able to manage the data, not just analyze, but also manage the data. And one question I always I always ask everyone basically is um, just speaking personally. What's what's uh, the maybe the area that you take most joy from? Like you know that makes you smile when you think about it because it's a challenging job. It's a challenging job, and when you start a, when you first make your breeding cross, when you're first trying to prove that corn line, you may not see fruition for five, seven, even ten years. So you might be thinking a decade out as a scientist when you first make that breeding cross. The biggest uh, joy you get is when you're driving down the field um, and you are driving down the road and you see a field that has your corn hybrid in it. Um, or even more so when you have your team, somebody from your team stops you in the morning and says, hey, I was driving down this road and I, and I saw our corn hybrid in the field. I saw the farmer had our sign out. That's the one that we created. That's the one we started seven years ago we are actually helping farmers succeed. And just to see the joy in the team's face that everyone knows which hybrids are theirs when they're in the field mm -hmm. and they notice, they really notice. And it's really fun when they, when they brag internally and uh, just to see the joy in their face. Yeah. It, I can see it. My, the listeners can't see you right now. I have the advantage of actually seeing you as we talk and I see the little smile crinkles around your face and, and your, your whole face lights up when you, when you say that. Yeah. I think that's, that's a huge joy. It's, it's the, you know, something I think a lot of people don't realize is how much time goes into that kind of research um, on, on, on all ends, you know, your end, but also the technology until it gets developed to the point where you can put, put actual seeds out that grow and, you know, where, where farmers profit from them. Uh, that's a, that's special. That's it is. It, it's special. And it's, it's, it's real joy that uh, it, it is definitely a team effort. And, and I always, I've always tried to make sure that the entire team knows, which products are theirs, where the product status is, um, not just the breeder, but even the production team, um, the guys producing the seed for the farmer to grow, um, the people applying the seed treatments that might be needed, uh, the agronomists out uh, helping troubleshoot for the farmer, the sales team. It's, it's, a, it's a solid team approach. And so it's always, it's always a lot of fun to, to uh, be able to enjoy the success as a team. Mm -hmm. For sure. Last question. Uh, when we look at how, you know, uh, the challenges we face with climate change and and other kind of food <laughs> uh, chain um, challenges. Um, what do you see? Uh, what's the outlook? What do you see uh, when you look into the future? One of the, the one of the problems with plant breeding uh, and not just corn breeding, but plant breeding in general, is you're always relying on data. It's it's the same as if you're trying to predict what uh, stock market success, what stocks to buy. You're mm -hmm. always looking backward in your data to predict future performance. So not only I'm using data from previous years, I don't know what the weather will be like next year. I don't know what the climate will be like in 10 years. Uh, and so it's really difficult to ensure a product that will be successful no matter what weather comes at it, no matter what weather patterns, whatever climatic change, or, I mean, it's, it, it can even be the timeliness of rains. It doesn't even have to be anything mm. majorly dramatic. It doesn't have to be a major sea level change or anything. It can just be that one week difference at pollination and, and, and a rainfall event can make a big difference. And so we have to be able to handle even minor climatic changes. 
And so that's a big struggle. Um, the more data we can put into it, the better. Obviously, the more data you have, the better, more informed your decision. Um, being able to test the multiple environments, being able to characterize environments better has mm -hmm. been, that's one of the reasons we've had the big push. The better we characterize environments, the better we can see how our, we can predict how we will behave in future environments. Because the only thing we, we know is that whatever the day, whatever the weather will be like next year, it'll be a year we've never seen before. Yeah. And so we're trying to predict into the unknown, which is, which is difficult. But, it, but that's also a lot of fun because when you get it right, then, then it's really it's really a pleasure to see that you got it right. So going forward, uh, the more data, there's, that's why we're, we're focusing very heavily on a lot, not just the, the analytical part, but also the data collection part, um, just to be able to help with those predictions. Um, obviously, the best thing to handle with climate change, the best thing to handle with even next year's weather, whatever it may be, the more stable your product, the more you've tested in different environments, the better. And, and so we're really pushing hard to try and improve the stability of our products to be able to uh, to make sure that when it hits the farmer's field, that farmer will be proud um, and will come back and purchase it the next year. That's the true measure of success, not that the farmer plants it once. Anybody can do a good sales pitch and, and, and sell a product once, but to have that farmer come back and want that product year two, that's when you know you've had a success. I, I hope it continues to go that way. I mean, you shared that you did have that crop in the field now um, that you will have year two. This was year one, right? What's that? Year the, one. Oh, sorry. You were you just you referred to one crop that you got to market. Uh, um, yeah. Was this year one? So that was this was this is year two of the corn sales for that corn hybrid. Yes, uh, for that that particular corn hybrid. What's exciting though is not only that corn hybrid, but we have a whole stable of hybrids like it that are that are coming along. And so this is the first of many. Um, so so it's nice to see that first one hit uh, to hit the market. Very some we can brag about, but something that uh, often isn't seen yet, but will be seen is how many new products are coming that are related to that or even utilize the same technology, but are completely different genetics for different uh, maturity groups. Um, so it, it is the first uh, the first one out the gate, but uh, the floodgates are opening and we're going to have quite a few products in the near future through this technology, through this effort. And uh, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for us. As am I. Uh, congratulations on what you've already achieved as the underdog using all the tech, using computomics tech and other tech and innovative approaches to, uh, yeah, to really almost make your underdog status an advantage, one could say, right? Um, you, you punch up, <laughs> as we say, and I think in hockey, it, people are punching anyway. Uh, so it still still goes with our original metaphor. <laughs> you punch um, up, you punch down in hockey. It's, yeah, you punch everywhere you can. Um, being the underdog is fun. It, it, it is fun. To be on top is fun as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can have fun in any any position you are, but certainly the underdog has some advantages in that um, you got a lot of energy behind you. The team has a lot of energy. When you're the underdog that's growing, especially, um, and we've been having some strong, some strong sales years, we've been having some strong success. And it's always good to be on a winning team. Um, and so it might be the underdog, but we're a fast growing underdog. And so got a few more years left in my career. And by the time I'm done, I want to uh, no longer be the underdog. I'd like to be uh, the one being chased. Nice. That, that's, I mean, those are the best final words one could choose. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for this talk. Uh, and to the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we learned a lot, including uh, conceiving of uh, Uh, the technology and conceiving of this field um, almost as if we were drafting a sports team. It's important to have the right scouts out there, enough scouts out there, use technology to your advantage and, uh, and really make sure you're putting out a product that uh, farmers can use and will use more than once. Tom, thanks again for your time and I look forward to uh, 
to seeing you and hearing you again at some point. Uh, and to our listeners out there, feel free to check out our website, computomics.com, and hope to have you with us next time again. 